Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, and my name is Tenant Michael. And boy, have we got quite a show prepared for you today. Don't we, James? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a different thing. It's a, it's a rebirth, if you will. Um, if that's what you want to call joining a, a podcast network, yes, Mike. Um, <laughs> this is our first show with the Sonar Podcast Network, so that's very exciting. We're excited to to jump into bed with them. Ooh, I uh, hope everyone's uh, had a clean has a clean bill of health before we jump into bed with them. Anyway, uh, as James, as you just said, you let the cat out of the bag. We have joined. A podcast network right here in Toronto after years, years of struggling independently with our little podcast now, we're part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. And you know, usually I'm I'm a kind of an isolationist, you know, mm-hmm. I sort of think we should keep to ourselves and not not interact with anyone outside uh, the old borders, but I, uh, I'm i excited. I think this is nice. Uh, the people there at Sonar are very nice, and uh, we're excited. Yeah, and so, you know, listeners, never fear, you know, we're still going to be the same old uh, Mikey and James that you've come to know and love. That's we're gonna right. keep... All the money we're going to get now it ain't going to change us. No, no, that's right. Uh, we're still going to have the same fun intros, the same segments, the same uh, wonderful and hilarious guests. The only things that might change are, well, first of all, we have um, a new piece of artwork, a new logo, don't we, James? Yes, that's right. Uh, designed by Aaron Reed, a very funny uh, Vancouver comedian and artist. It's it's this is I love this because we're you know Toronto we're Mister and Mister Toronto here, and yeah. Aaron designed a logo for us in Vancouver. That's the West Coast. So this gave us an opportunity to see West Coasters and Torontonians getting together and saying, "Let's work together for once." I mean, I guess. Um. Yeah, but it, it, but it's cool, isn't it? I love the artwork. I think it's very cool. I, I look got some Easter nice. eggs in the background there. Hmm. Um. So that's fun. That's and also, right. um, we're going to be occasionally taking part in the Sonar Network's live performances. Uh, when society returns to normal, I suppose. Yeah. Which estimates range from sometime this summer to four years from now. So. So in four Very years, cool. if they lift the lockdown, we'll be um, on stage at the Bad Dog Theater in downtown Toronto, won't we, James? That's right, if Toronto is still still a thing. Do you think that Toronto might crumble under the weight of all this economic and social stress? You know what? Who knows? Maybe we'll all be living in bunkers in the countryside. I know I've got a contingency plan mapped out. I'm saving because if listeners, if you if this isn't your first time listening, you know I've been crashing at Mike's here, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been saving a lot of money doing that. So I've already been putting some money aside to buy a place in the country. You know, uh, got the full self-sustaining isolationist thing going on, ready to go. So, so that's probably my plan after this is over. To be honest, yeah, I have nowhere to go because I don't have. Your resources, obviously. Yeah. I'm well, like, you don't have yeah any any resources. Yeah. So if if the shit goes down, as they say, I'm gonna have to sort of just 
protect myself any way I can, uh, be that using my wits, um, homemade weapons, or uh, joining some sort of uh, gang or militia, I, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably the best option for you. And considering your, let's face it, weak body, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it might be a bit of a tall order for you, but uh, definitely wish you the best. Well, thank you, sir. Um, um, just before we, mm. we go on, I'd just like to... Uh, give a bit of background information on the uh so that we've joined the sonar network and uh forgive me if i'm playing the role of uh professor obvious here but uh i just want to read the definition of sonar here uh sonar uh it stands for sound navigation ranging and it's a technique that uses sound propagation usually underwater as uh, in a submarine to navigate communicate with or detect objects on or under the surface of the water, such as other vessels. Rest assured, uh, listeners, we're not recording uh, from a submarine or underwater or anything. We're, we're high above the streets of Toronto, but that's just a little bit of background info for you. Jesus, man. Uh, you know, there was a submarine... Great that- intro. If people are tuning in for the first yeah. time, I'm sure they're on the edge of their seats going, wow, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's great. We're off to a great start. And just one more detail. Uh, Are we? In World War II, the Germans had a submarine that was never detected by sonar. The, uh, the U-480. Not UB-40. That is a band uh. that was detected by millions of reggae fans. But the U-480 was a submarine that was never detected by sonar because it had a special rubber coating um, that uh, prevented it from being detected. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Hopefully you can uh, add many more Nazi references throughout the show. It's sure to make us really popular. Okay, that's not what I was aiming at. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, yes, that'll be. this will be fun. We're excited mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, huh, watch out, world. Yeah. That's all I have to say on that one. So, uh, James, how has your, your darn week been? This is, I think, week seven of us recording uh, Sheltering so. in Place. I think so. And if somehow this is your first time listening to the podcast, here's a very brief overview. I'm the landlord of this building we're in. It's a pretty awful building. I think it's safe to say. Yep. Uh, Mike is uh, is my tenant. And uh, because there's a murder investigation at my sort of, well, let's just call it a mansion. Let's call it what it yeah. is. Uh, a butler died there under suspicious circumstances. So I've been crashing at Mike's, mm-hmm. Mike's small place. But we are quarantining. You know, we're self-isolating. Um, we're taking it seriously. So um, we decided that I would take uh, the living room, living room, kitchen, uh, and bedroom of Mike's small apartment, and uh, we thought it would be fair then if then Mike would take the bathroom, uh, just to keep separate from each other. Yes. And those seemed like reasonable, uh, reasonable, reasonable social distancing. Yeah. Excuse me. So, <clears throat> so um, you know, it's been it's been I'd say like pretty good. Hey, Mike, we've we've made it work in this social distancing era. It's it's um, been a struggle, been tucked but away it, in that bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do feel like I'm 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 losing my mind occasionally by being in such a small mm-hmm. uh, and and let's face it, wet space, just sitting yeah. on this toilet for seven weeks now. Um, it yeah. feels like a prison sentence, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not giving up. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That takes a actually, I'm impressed and a bit surprised that you're not giving up because it would be pretty bleak for you. Um, as for me, I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, I'm playing Animal Crossing, um, li- lounging around, eating a lot of chips. Um, I always hear I you munching and crunching uh, through the bathroom door. Yeah, yeah, I'm a chipaholic. Um, one thing I uh, was a bit pissed off though about this week is um, 
uh, at, at, at the time of recording right now, Kim Jong Un, the leader or the leader of uh, North Korea, is uh, very sick. Uh, there are rumors that he's dead. Yeah. And longtime listeners to the podcast will know that I uh, a couple years ago uh, did have a business that uh, in uh, North Korea. Uh, called Peckercoin, which was a cryptocurrency used to buy erectile dysfunction medication. Mm -hmm. And I began a relationship with Kim, or Jong, as I sometimes, I didn't know which to call him, but I sometimes called him either or. Anyway, um, and um, I was really upset when I heard that he was very ill. And um, it's kind of turned to an anger uh, that I haven't been invited over. I really would have thought with him being sick, I would have got an email or he's a bit eccentric, maybe some kind of telegram or singing telegram or falcon with a message in its paw, you know, sort of inviting me over to be at his bedside or whatever. And I haven't gotten that yet. And I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's family, his family mad at me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of pissed. Oh, that's, I'm actually, I'm, so, I'm first of all, you know, my condolences, there's nothing worse than having a very close, good friend, uh, you know, being under the weather maybe being in a vegetative state or brain dead or perhaps, mm. uh, you know, heaven forbid, uh, dead. But um, I'm very surprised that Kim and, and family didn't invite you out to Pyongyang to, you know, help out, pay your respects, do whatever you can. Because you guys were you guys were close as heck. You know, everyone knows that I know. Dennis Rodman was friends with mm. Kim, but yeah. you were just as close with Kim. Oh, absolutely. Even more so, maybe. I, I think I might know the root of the problem. Um, back when I first started crashing with you, I was saving up so much money that um, I thought it'd be fun to send Kim a, a Peloton. So I had a Peloton shipped over there. Oh. And I thought that was sort of a friendly, you know, hey, buddy, you're looking a little porky. Maybe get on this thing. It's very good. Okay. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if he took it as an insult. So I'm wondering if that's why I haven't got an invite. I don't know. Uh, yeah, James, I don't know if you know much about uh, the way that country is run, but uh, no one's really allowed to criticize the supreme leader. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you sending him Exercise equipment uh, was quite insulting. Well, sorry for being someone who thought a friend could say to another friend, you know, could, a friend could comment on another friend's weight because I commented on all my other friend's weight and my girlfriend's. So excuse me for being a normal, well-adjusted person, I guess. And I guess Kim is more effed up than I thought. Right. Well, how... uh well, anyway, how was how was your week, uh, Mike? You know, I am sorry to hear about that, but you know, it seems like you've made your own bed. Um, my my week has been a little bit um, happier than yours, it seems. Um, as hmm. listeners will know, I recently began a romantic relationship with a young woman uh, who I first came to meet. Right. Pardon me. I just said, oh, right, right, right. Yes, right, yes, right. yes. started sort of an E-relationship. Yes. yes. She, uh, we first met when she was uh, an inmate at a women's prison where I was working as a guard. Uh, and then we didn't get along at first. She did threaten to, to murder me. And uh, I, was in, I was afraid for my life for a while. But then that hate turned to love. And, uh, you know, because everyone's in, you know, sheltering in place under lockdown, we haven't been able to spend time together in person. But we have had a virtual date this past week. Congrats, Mike. That's great. Yeah, we had. Uh, I, now you're gonna laugh. I, at me yeah, for I don't think this. you've had. Pardon me. Okay, I was just gonna say I don't think you've had a romantic 
thing in a while, like not since your ex. Yes, who passed away, unfortunately. Yes, you're you're correct. Yeah, I, it has been a bit of a dry spell, but now it's <laughs> wetter than ever, and uh, literally because this week we had an e bath together. What's an e bath? Well, you know how couples always have baths together on date nights because it's romantic. Well, we did exactly that, except using Zoom instead of being in the same bathtub together. So I set up the computer at the edge of the bath, and I filled it with hot water and bubbles, and I took off all of my clothes, and I jumped in, and we basically virtually scrubbed in the tub together. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess, was that, some candles? Did that feel kind of intimate? And, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, now, it was, it was great, but I got to say, I was a little... Uh, shocked at the sheer number of tattoos uh, the young lady had on her body. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, okay, so she's uh, she's got ink. She's got uh, ink everywhere, basically. You'd think, if you didn't yeah. know they were tattoos, you'd think she was wearing uh, you know, fully dressed, basically. Yes. Huh. It's, so, it's like that Got Milk ca- campaign on acid. That is a wonderful <laughs> way to put it, yes. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, now, because she Got is ink. so into the tattoo scene, she did sort of heavily pressure me to also get a tattoo, and I felt very uncomfortable, but because I, I love her, I agreed to do it. Now, because we're under lockdown, I can't just go to a tattoo parlor and say, hey, hey, a big, hey scumbag, give me some ink. Mm. So I had to use a pen. And so I sat there in the tub, and I... Uh, because we're talking on on uh, Zoom right now, me and you, James. I'm going to pull up my shirt mm. and I'm going to show you the tattoo I gave myself under, just right there under my left nipple. Huh. It's a flower. Yes, uh, a little bit more specific, please. I don't. Uh, it's a little three petal flower. Uh, it's the. It's only the flower of Ontario, the province that we live in. It's it's a trillium. It's a trillium. Huh. Under my nipple. So just out of com- just out of comparison, like what, what what was your girlfriend's name again? Michelle, but she had a nickname. Um, she has a nickname that I don't really like to say. Uh, oh, b- her she tells me to call her this to to call her uh, busy bitch, and that is a name she got from being uh, quite a criminal. She committed so many crimes that the joke on the street was like, "Wow, she's the busiest criminal in the city." Oh, okay. But I call her Busy B. So, Busy B. Yeah. So, um, just out of comparison, Busy B's tattoos. What? What are they? What are some of examples of her tattoos on her oh, body? Dragons, skulls, hellfire, mm-hmm. graves, mm-hmm. Uh, witches, uh, okay. sort of uh, Halloweeny type stuff. I guess is how you'd put it. Yeah, yeah, Halloween imagery. And I don't know. Do you think that? I mean, I'm wondering if she'll think a trillium. Might not be the coolest thing. I don't know if she's going to be impressed that that's Ontario's flower. You know, she might have wanted you to get a skull or something, Mike, or a knife. Yeah. I don't well, know. I mean, we're we're we've scheduled another e bath for this upcoming Thursday, so I'll let you know how she reacts. I mean, oh, she hasn't seen it. No, yet. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. You might want to add something spooky next to that trillium, but I guess we'll what see. What if I put like a dead guy? Under the or beside the trillium, I think just wash off the trillium. I'm going to be honest; I'm not sure that's going to mm. work. But you know, it's up to you, Mike. I'm no, I'm going to put a dead guy. I think. <sighs> okay, all right. 
Well, that's exciting. I definitely wish you the best with you and Busy B. I know it's yeah, it's been a couple years at least since you've yeah. uh, had any kind of female companionship. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm rooting for you. Um. So before we move on to our segment, Mike, we should mention that we do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon, and we encourage you, whether you're an old listener or a new face, um, to go to patreon.com slash landlordtenant. And whatever you can do to support us, we truly appreciate it. Um, if you can give us five bucks, you will have access to all of our bonus content. And we have a bunch of other stuff planned now that we're part of, a, uh, of the Sonar Network. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. Yes, thank you, and thank you so much to everyone who who uses that website for us. Um, well, maybe it's time to do our segment now, sure. Mike. Um, so we're joining this the Sonar Network, which is pretty exciting, um, and we're, uh, we're very excited to be a part of it. But we, we can't lie, we did consider joining some other podcast networks as well. We had tough decisions to make, we really brainstormed which podcast network should we yeah. join, we settled on Sonar, but there were some other runners-up that we, we thought about joining. Huh? There certainly were. So we are pleased to present to you this segment called The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents Other Podcast Networks We Briefly Considered Joining. Here we go. There so, we go. Um, I'll start it off. Uh, so here's one okay. that I know we got into quite a heated argument over, James. Um I wanted, as listeners will know, I'm a, uh, I don't talk about it much, but I am a, a man of deep and profound faith in the Roman Catholic religion. And we got approached by a network called the Vatican Podcast Network. This is the Vatican, you know, in Italy where uh, Pope Francis lives and all that's where it's basically like Disneyland for uh, Catholics. And. I had a great meeting with them. They were going to give us, you know, all sorts of great stuff, a golden studio, new microphones and headphones that have Latin on the on them. Um, they offered us a fleet of boys to cater to our every whim. That was quite a perk for me. Um, what else? Unlimited wine and Eucharists. And the clincher, though, for me was that Pope Francis... He was like, let me come on and do some of your skits. And, you know, hmm. that is such a huge get. But, of course, James, you opposed it because you're an atheist. Uh, specifically, you uh, detest the Roman Catholic Church. Um, and, you know, after... Oh, what's that? I don't detest them. I kind of admire the, you know, all the wealth. And they're, they're kind of bawling mm -hmm. it out a lot. But, um, you know, I just thought I'm... For me, I'm too much of a bad boy to be, you know, like, I don't, I, th I don't know if I'm going to be what the, the bad altar boy, <laughs> you know, like it just didn't work for me for my yeah. image. Well, in the end, you know, I, I did have to take a long walk and think about it. And I decided that given the ongoing sex scandals within the church, uh, it would sort of be wrong to collaborate with, uh, with Vatican podcast network. So I said, thank you, sir. Next. Thank you. All next. Right. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yep, that was one podcast network we considered. Uh, another one I was really fighting for was the uh, uh, the Naughty America podcast network. That's one I was really interested in joining. Mm. Now, uh, if you're not a big internet user or you live under a rock, uh, Naughty America is uh, one of the most popular uh, pornographic film production companies in the world. 
and they are thinking about starting up a podcast network. And uh, I thought we would have been a perfect fit. You know, uh, they could have had some fun guests. Right. You know, Jenna Jameson, uh, <laughs> you know, Nicole Aniston. I mean, the list goes on All and on. All the current stars from adult movies. Yeah. Yeah, we could have had some fun topics, you know, you know, orgy, orgy do's and don'ts, you know, <laughs> things like that. Uh, and, um, I don't know, you know, it, it sort of definitely fits my lifestyle. I'm certainly a swinger. Um, I, uh, so, you know, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to join Naughty America, but, you know, we'll see in the future. Yeah, I wasn't really into that one, um, for, for reasons connected to my faith, actually, but <clears throat> anyway. Uh. Here we so go. A- another podcast network, and there are so there are so many podcast networks out there. Uh, really, take a look, uh, listeners. But this was one that I was excited for. That no, don't take a look. <laughs> Just listen to this Absol- one. <laughs> right, you are right. You are. Um, but here's a podcast network that really meant a lot to me, and I'm so annoyed with you, James, for ruining our big chance. Of course, I'm talking about BNL Radio, which stands for Bare Naked Ladies Radio. It's their Radio network slash podcast network. And this was going to be a dream come true. You know, I'm thinking we're going to... They, they approached us. They sent us a very nice email. Um, the Bare Naked Ladies did. And I'm talking about Tyler and Ed and Jim and Kevin. And uh, James and I actually had a meeting at Ladies HQ. They sent a limo to pick us up. And they took us to Scarborough or Scarberia, as they call it. And uh, they had prepared us a glorious feast of craft dinner... You know, just like in um, If I Had a Million Dollars, and they had not just craft dinner, but all sorts of unhealthy foods for us. They love eating poorly. They they pitch that as though they pitch that as though as a Mm -hmm. fun joke. Like we're serving you craft dinner, but I just think maybe they're broke. I disagree. They're very, very well because they pitched it like, haha, you know, like the If I Had a Million Dollars song, we'll just eat craft dinner. But I just think that's all they had. I mean, I I think it was just they're they're known for being goofy, so I think it was a joke. But um. Just as we were about to sign the contract with BNL Radio, um, James, you got into a huge fight with Ed Robertson. Do you remember what it was about? It was about who could rap the lines from one week Mm. faster. And I don't know why you thought you could take on the actual guy who wrote the song uh, for this very stupid reason. I'm so mad at you. Uh, what can I say? I've practiced it a lot. Uh, everyone always loves it in parties or at a bar when you hush everyone and make them listen to your, you do it. Um, I don't know. I guess I got cocky. You did get but, cocky. Uh, and it, uh, I don't know if it was the, the drinking or the, the drugs you were on, but you were just raging. And it it did hmm. come to blows. And James, you, you got in a fight with Ed. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, but you bit his cheek. Yeah, I think I yelled, uh, you know, don't fuck with me, I'm on steroids! Yeah. And then I bit him, and uh, yeah, it's a bit of a blur after that, so... Well, I'll tell you what happened. You know, I don't really feel that bad about it, That I, I don't think that, I don't see that network making it, truth be told, okay. so... Well, we we won't be a part of it, Not without way. Stephen Page. Not without, if Stephen Page was still involved, maybe, but not not with him gone. Right. He was the only cool one. Well, thanks, thanks for nothing, anyway. Alright, um... Another podcast network I was sort of rooting for as joining uh, is a interesting one, a little off the beaten path, and it's called the Darknet Podcast Network, okay. uh, which is actually a podcast you could uh, a podcast network that uh, distributes its podcasts only through the dark web, which I'm a user of, and I think anyone with half a brain is probably a user of too. Um, now, 
this Darknet podcast network has uh, shows from some of Serbia's top top nationalist groups, which I thought could have meshed well with us, uh, and also a podcast from Kevin Spacey. Oh God! So you know, it's it's it, it kind of it seemed kind of cool to me, kind of appealing, kind of edgy. You know, I'm an edgy guy. Um, you know, I like rock music, alternative rock. So uh, I I really wanted us to consider this, but Mike was worried about the. Serbian nationalist guys I was emailing with. He was scared of them. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, just their their iconography gave me the creeps, you know? All those uh, balaclavas and uh, mm-hmm. just white crosses. Yeah, but I mean, Mike, you know, um, that's branding. Yeah. You know, do you think Starbucks really is a mermaid? You know, come on. No. You think they believe in mermaids? That's what I'm, you know, like just you, and whatever. You blew it, so opportunity blew, lost. Well, I don't really regret it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Well, I do. So. Right. Uh, anyway, well, that's it for that segment, and we're very excited to join uh, Sonar. Absolutely, and uh, we hope. I mean, we hope you like it too. I mean, it's going to be the same, but but better. It's good for us. Yeah. Um. Okay. So why don't we take a break? Sure. And let's come back with our guest. Welcome back to the big show, everybody. Once again, it's our first episode on the exciting Sonar Podcast Network, and we've got an equally exciting guest for you. He is a comedian. He's an actor. He's a musician sometimes. He makes his own videos. Heck, he makes his own uh, suppers. Please welcome to the show, Mark Forward. Oh, thanks for having me. Hi, Mark. Now, I I just want to address the elephant in the room. That this is the second time we've taped the intro, because yeah. the first time Mike taped it, it sounded like he called Mark something. Yeah. And we're not going to go there, but... I said the word... It sounded weird. I said Mark was a... But it was mis, uh, misheard as if I had said something else. Which I didn't. So, <laughs> so wait a minute. We redid the intro, and then we brought it back up? <laughs> so, Mark, I mean, do you... I just I I made a guess there as a joke, but do you make your own suppers and dinners and and things? Uh, sometimes I make supper. I mean, we all take turns. What did you yeah. make last? Did you make it last night? No. Um. Okay, James. Do you have a question wow. for Mark? I'm out of. Uh... <laughs> How are you guys holding up there? You know, it's it's a toll. It's tricky. You know, um, Mike's apartment is not that big. He's got a little balcony, and you know, I make food in the kitchen. I, I lay on the couch, so it's been all right. But you know, I'm bored watching Netflix a lot. Yeah, that sounds I think like about um, your situation, James, a lot. <clears throat> thank you. I actually really appreciate that. As far as um, I'm concerned, yeah. James is living in paradise because I have been stuck for seven weeks um, sitting on a toilet um, here, and I'm often. Like right now, I'm not wearing clothes because I find it I overheat when I wear pants and socks. I don't. I, I mean, no offense, but like my dad, when he used to drive home on the 401 for two hours, his favorite time was going into the toilet. 
Really? To mm. sit and sit and read the newspaper, and yeah. he'd be in there for at least an hour. He'd smoke. He would smoke I and think, read the news on the toilet. Yeah, he'd had enough of the day, and he would go in there for about an hour and smoke and, and read the newspaper and take a long dump. I, I don't know what... C- couldn't have been a great smell in there after that. No, it was... It was atrocious, but uh, now I'm not. A I smoker. get it now, right? What's that? I'm not. Not sorry to interrupt you there. I was going to say I'm not a smoker, but if you did smoke on the toilet, would you? <laughs> would you take the cigarette when you're done and just sort of drop it between your legs? Maybe. Yeah. You know, you could burn your your privates if the thing was still smoldering. Well, I think back in that day they had those tall stand. Uh, ashtrays, you know, the ones that had the the pedestal? Yes, very classy. Yeah, so you probably had one of those in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you'd probably, you, I don't know, flicking in between your balls would be a risky move, but, you know, I'm a, I, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have given it a go. Well, if they make movies... Well, it's kind of a cool move. Mm, sorry, Mike. I can picture yeah, like, be, something like Fonzie doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of badass to flick a burning ash by your balls, living on the edge, you know? It's yeah. sort of like uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. You know, it, it's kind of cool, but <clears throat> if it goes wrong, it really goes wrong. You know what, James? When we were talking about it, that's the first thing that came to mind to me as well. Uh, flicking a cigarette between my balls is a lot like strangling myself while jerking off. <laughs> You're right. They're both risky. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah. yeah. They both pay off if they go well, and yeah, not so much if things go awry. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, uh, what room are you in, Mark? We got you on Zoom here, and I can see there's a clock behind you, some curtains drawn. Uh, I'm in my office. Ooh, yeah. Wish I had an office. So you have a clock yeah. on the wall there, and it's the wrong time. Well. Seeing yeah, that well, made me it. think yeah. of um, how in Las Vegas, in casinos, they don't have clocks. Because <laughs> they don't want people to think of what time it is. They want them just to, to gamble. <clears throat> it made you think about that. Because it reminded me of the opposite. Like, your office is the, your office is the opposite of Las Vegas, is, is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, hey. because of the clocks. <laughs> Now, here's an interesting thing. You can still smoke. <clears throat> I'm always record Sorry. I'm I'm always recording things in here like this kind of thing and it it ticks. So I've taken the battery out. That's why the time is incorrect. Now, have you thought about just taking the clock off the wall entirely if it's not actually showing the right time? Well, then I have to figure out what else to hang there cuz there'll, there'll be a mm. a screw or a nail. You should take a picture of the clock and then just print out a large copy of the picture and put that on uh, the wall. But, Mike, the time would still be incorrect. Do you think that... We're going to get an Instagram account going, and I wouldn't mind getting a picture of that clock for our first photo. <laughs> okay. You know what? The listeners can look at it while they're listening. I'm going to take a picture, a screen grab of this uh, right here on Skype so that I can use it. Where'd the button go? To, uh, to put this on Instagram. Where did the screen... Can you take a picture, James? I can't get Mike. it to work. Oh, for the love of God. 
It's <laughs> Command Shift 4, Mike. It's not brain surgery. Well. All right, here we go. Smile, guys. Mike, smile. <laughs> All right. This is great. This, this picture is going to get a lot of likes. <laughs> so this is for your new Instagram? We don't even have an Instagram yet, but we're going to start one. Yeah. Oh. It's a good pick. <laughs> so, Mark. You're going to start and it's Okay, go on. We've talked about so, uh, smoking mm. on the toilet. We've talked about Las Vegas and your clocks, batteries. Yeah. You Were you supposed to be on tour right now before this whole coronavirus thing happened? Weren't you doing an international tour? Yes, I was supposed to have finished uh, like three days ago. Oh, man. Are you yeah. glad you the didn't get Kenny to do tour, it? Right? Or are you sad it didn't happen? Um... <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, it, it, it's fun, but I was a bit nervous touring and shaking people's hands while a national pandemic was <laughs> growing. That part wasn't fun. Oh, so you had already started and it was sort of called off m- midway. Yeah, we were in, De- uh, we had just finished Detroit for 5,000 people. and uh, <laughs> What? Yeah, for real? And, yeah, and then the next day it was it was canceled, so... It was pretty, it was pretty, I was packed the next day, like I knew, I knew it was coming down, so I was ready to, and we were in Buffalo, so I knew we were close, so it just makes sense to call it then so people can get home and, yeah, but here's the crazy thing, (laughs) so we're driving home from Buffalo, tour's been canceled, they dropped me off um because they're getting a car they're very kind to me they got a car to pick me up but they got this car to pick me up at this restaurant in the middle of like somewhere i've never been and my old high school buddy was the general manager so i had said of the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) wow sorry is this in buffalo no this was like uh, in between buffalo and my home which is about an hour and a half uh there was this restaurant in the middle of nowhere, and, and I walk in, and, he, and then uh, there there was my friend from high school, so we had a nice... <laughs> wow. What kind of restaurant was it, if I can ask, unless you don't want to Great that. question. Yeah, what kind yeah, of restaurant was it? was like... Oh, God, I wish I could remember the name. Uh, like a chain? It was a chain, for sure. Hmm. Like a Pearly Jacks or a <laughs> Hunter Whiskey's? <laughs> Did you take his picture, your old friend? Uh, no. I was a bit, you know, uh, I was a bit in a weird place. <clears throat> so uh, it was all a lot to take in. Yeah. Do I was supposed, like, to, I w- supposed hmm. to be on the road for two and a half months. And then, you know, you're at a whiskey McGongles and uh, out of nowhere. And you're just sitting talking to a guy you haven't seen in 20 years. Do you? When I go back to my maybe that I wasn't up, an interesting story. I don't know. You can cut. No, it, it was out. good. I liked it. <laughs> we can use it as a bonus uh, episode. Thank you, <laughs> Mark's story about his friend. I'm going to be more selective of what I talk about. Hey, no, I'm trying to be know. more. I'm trying to be more open in how I talk, but also more selective. Okay. Mm. Well, what do you want to get open about? Is there something you want to get off your chest? <clears throat> it's a deep. No, I, I don't Confession? think so. I just think I just need to be more uh, uh, endearing. 
<laughs> it's oh. a quality I'm lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want too much endearing, but I want a little bit more. A little bit more. Okay. Yeah. You should become... Now, you should use this uh, quarantine period to totally reinvent your comedy persona and become sort of like a, a great big teddy bear. Like, you know, those, those some comedians yeah. are like basically like uh, big children, like b- big babies. Yeah. You should become that type of comedian. Uncle Mark, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. People start calling me Uncle Mark. Oh, God. Yeah. That really... Uncle Mark, Canada's dad. <laughs> that really, that made me not feel well. Um, but yeah, it's something closer to that. Uncle Mark, yeah. Canada's dad? <laughs> Cousin. <laughs> yeah, so who's he's, yeah, I don't know who he's the uncle of. Uncle Mark, Canada's dad. Canada's dad's roommate. Um <laughs> <clears throat> no, but like I don't want to be like one of those nice comics because no one really likes them. Re- yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know the ones that everyone's like, oh, they're so friendly, they're so nice. They're not usually good at what they do. It's true. Because then they got to be like, oh, it's so sad what's going on in the world. Yeah, they got to spend... being funny. Exactly. They got to spend five minutes leading up to the joke because they have to make sure that. They've covered all their bases, right? Yeah. Like, hey, why'd the chicken cross the road? Don't worry, it was a free-range chicken. Uh, people really liked the chicken. It was black and it was white. It was, it was straight and gay. Uh, but why did this chicken cross the road? You know? Oh, don't worry, the road was... <laughs> it wasn't the 407, it wasn't a private toll Yeah, it wasn't highway. a private was a toll road. road. God, no. It was just a road. Mark, you just said that you, you made a joke that the chicken was black and white, and that reminded me of... <clears throat> do you guys remember where, uh, where you were the first time you saw the video from Michael Jackson's Black or White? Uh, it was very controversial. Yes, Macaulay Culkin and George Wendt were in the video. <laughs> uh, he destroyed a car. The two people that have been associated with Michael and weird well, When I think of... George Wendt was in basically... Every Michael Jackson video. Now I think about it. He was in Beat It. He was in Thriller. He was in uh, Man in the Mirror, where Michael Jackson looks in the mirror and the reflection coming back at him is uh, George Went. <laughs> he was in uh, Billie Jean dancing with the guys behind Michael in the leather jacket. Yeah. 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 And snapping his the, fingers. He was the smooth criminal. Yeah. George Went. Wow. But mm-hmm. do you remember seeing that video and then people on the schoolyard the next day talking about it? The amazing yeah. graphics. <clears throat> Incredible Yeah, graphics. The, there was the transforming of everyone's faces into George Went, right? At the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what point they were trying to make. I guess you could be black or white. You're still basically George Went. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the theme of that song, wasn't it? Isn't there a whole verse yeah. about... about it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're George Went. <laughs> I think the craziest yeah. thing, remember how when, when Michael Jackson died? In his will, and it's so weird, and it's still in the courts, um, he requested that George Went be buried with him. And George Went was like, I'm still alive over here, Michael. And uh, they, they almost made him get in the, the coffin with Michael, but 
he's uh he fought it. <clears throat> That's still in the courts, eh? It's still in the courts. I guess they figure, I mean, what's George Went really going to get up to at this point? You know, he's I not a, doing a lot else. I, I hate to say this, and I feel like a... Uh, anyway, but again, I'm trying to be more open. I did a commercial with George Went really? when oh I first God. started out. Yeah, I think I've, you tweeted that once, and I, I remember seeing that. What I tweeted it, it once, and I deleted it real quickly. But yeah, I, I was in a commercial with George Went. It was like a beer commercial, right? Yeah, it was a beer commercial, so I guess you need George Went. <laughs> and uh yeah he comes over i don't remember the day and i don't remember meeting him and i don't remember any of it but wow. i wish i had a story but he did bring up black and white <laughs> um <laughs> a lot wow. a lot like oh, we fly in the wall because i remember saying to the director like i don't think my character would say this line this way and he said hey can i can i just t- step in <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. And I was like, well, that's not what we're... That's not what we're discussing. I would have been pissed if George Went interrupted me just to, to boast about that kind of thing. Or like... <laughs> now, is it true? It was a... Because yeah. you know how people speculate that maybe Michael Jackson maybe was creepy with Macaulay Culkin. Maybe he molested him or something. Have you also heard those rumors mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson had um, molested George Went? <laughs> yes, you did. You heard them. I have heard those. Yeah, I tried. To, I, I got to be honest. When they first came out, I I pooed them, <laughs> and I feel bad for that in retrospect. Yeah, I should have taken them more seriously, and I and I worked with George, and I should have said, George, I'm so sorry. Um. But yeah, I heard. I heard there was a couple nights that George slept over at Michael Jackson's and uh, stayed in his bed. Yeah, that's weird, right? It's weird. Yeah, right. And then Michael Jackson did that interview where he's like, "How could anyone have a problem with me with sharing a bed with George Went?" Yeah, remember that? Yeah, hmm. it was weird because Michael Jackson would always overpronounce the T in Went. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just that's just a little. Fun fact. Uh, amongst the talk of Michael Jackson molesting George Went, he also would overpronounce the T. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be molested when you're an adult? Well. well I guess it would Mike, be, this is a, I'm going to let you handle this Well, one. I guess when Michael Jackson is involved, I, I'm going to have to say yes. <laughs> Anything's possible when MJ's around. Jacko. <clears throat> Wacko Jacko. Oh, yeah. I remember when Michael Jackson brought Webster <laughs> and Brooke Shields to the Grammys. Yeah. Do you remember that? And he he held him like a, like a child. He held him as if like he, he was like a toy he had won at the fair. Yeah, like he was a, like a puppet or... Yeah. It was weird. As Webster passed... Hmm. No, he's still alive. Oh, good. <laughs> <clears throat> Mark, are you, what are you watching on... In quarantine. <laughs> uh, I'm not watching a lot. I did submit, finally, and watch the, the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just left me... Uh, I don't know. Just left me angry. Do you think it's neat that... It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Do you think it's neat, though? It's just a bunch of gr- gross people that... They're all gross. Like, every one of them. Yeah. Do you think it's fun, though, that a big white guy with a ponytail can just call himself Bhagavan? 
<laughs> I found everything that that guy said. He sleeps uh, with an eight-forty-seven under his bed. Yeah, Doc Antle. Just a yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to give th- it any more light. Who do you think uh, on that documentary was the most redeeming as a person? Like, who was the least vile person on Tiger King? I think I could have a beer with his um, his campaign manager. Right. Yeah, he was okay. <clears throat> he was a little like weird. I could have a, a beer with that guy. But... He's weird, but uh, he, <laughs> he was pretty just, he was just like a dude. And I don't think he had any di- idea what he was getting caught up in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I can have a beer with that guy. You know who I could see being at a bar and then sitting next to and then having a, a chat with him? And in your head, you're making fun of him a bit, thinking this guy's weird, but you'd kind of enjoy it. The documentary maker who, with the really deep voice and the cowboy hat. Like the guy who, who had his tapes burned. That guy? Oh, oh like, the smoking you know what guy. About? What's that? The smoking the, guy, yeah. The smoking guy. The guy who's like, like, I was taking... I was going to make a million yeah. bucks off this guy. Yeah, and he's sitting, all, he's sitting all hunched over every interview, and he's just like, I've seen it all. My movie blew up. Yeah. I've worked for My it. movie caught fire. Now, <laughs> I don't want to disparage this guy, and this is not a fact, but doesn't he seem like the kind of guy who loves prostitutes? <laughs> yes. That's just a take on my end, not, <clears throat> not saying The smoking true, guy. just a feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He does. He just has I that vibe. Think most of them enjoy prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember the part where they showed the campaign manager uh, the footage of him seeing the guy blow his brains out, and then he reacted like, "Oh my god!" It'd be funny to re-edit that footage to like to show the campaign manager reacting and going like, "Oh my god!" And then you cut and you see what he's watching, and it's like. Uh, I don't know, like uh, a dancing baby or something. Joe Carter's home run in 93. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. <clears throat> That'd be fun. That would have been such a curveball. Oh, make it. Maybe I will. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. <clears throat> make it and put it on Twitter. I want to see how it goes. It's wild that um, Joe was just uh, creating these lovers uh, out of nowhere. These guys weren't even gay, and and uh, all of a sudden, they're they're dating Joe. I mean, that, that guy's yeah, got, that, is, like cults, that is a, almost a cult a level. Uh, that is yeah. a big. That's a big move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, huge. Like Michael couldn't get George to switch <laughs> with everything he had. Yeah, yeah. And this guy down there with his trailer park zoo. It's just banging them off one by one. <laughs> I think George went, kept going back to Cheers, and like, no. <laughs> I think one of them got bubbles. One, I think Doc Antle got bubbles or trained bubbles for Michael Jackson because Michael really? Jackson had a bunch of wild animals, and I wonder what happened to them after he he died. If they just set them free in California, or if someone bought them, or you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh i know george has a couple oh good yeah george has the giraffe <laughs> and um a couple of llamas and he <clears throat> he michael left them to him in the will well that's sweet 
Is it like <laughs> getting left a, a giraffe? Is not. I guess it would cost a lot to feed. Yeah, it'd be very. That'd be a big undertaking. I feel sorry for to be at a will reading, and they're like, "Okay, George, uh, George went," and he's like, "I'm over here." <laughs> <laughs> like the will reader didn't know who George went was. I, I was in Cheers. And George was uh, like, "I was in." Yeah, I was in Cheers, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I've never watched that." And I had a guest role on Wing, one episode of Wings, and possibly one episode of Frasier. <laughs> no, I think he was on Frasier, for sure. I think he had a guest. I think they all did at least one spot on Frasier. Do you remember the time yeah. Michael Jackson had a cameo on Cheers and he played a sort of like a, like a Don Juan kind of guy who was like I, a, a Boston a big beer drinker? Oh, I do remember that episode. Yeah, he drank so much beer and then he tried to hit on Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do remember that because I only watched the Kirstie Alley years. I've never seen the <laughs> Shelley Long episodes. Really? Yeah, it's just something I've chosen. Well, I like that kind Fair of enough. choice. Yeah, I just thought, you know, uh, for so many reasons, <laughs> mm. just start with the Kirstie Alley and move forward rather than look back. Last night, uh, I watched uh, The Hunt for Red October. Remember that oh, one? Th- oh, that's the submarine movie. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And Sean Connery is the Russian captain, but he still talks like that. <laughs> it's just sort of funny. So he, he doesn't have a Russian full- accent? No, just stayed with Scottish. Wow. I'm from I the mean, highlands of Russia. when you're Sean Connery. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was interesting. It. Is it oh, good? Oh, it's good. I, um, it's kind of good in a, in a sort of, oh, it's a 90s basic action movie kind of way. Actually, right. no, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I was think. it based on a true story? No, but it's a Tom Clancy novel. So it might as well be a true story because <laughs> the guy is very smart. Without wrecking it, did they find it? Well, I the don't red want to give October? too many spoilers, but they did. They found the Red October. Mm, yeah, to say to say the is, least. Is Red October the name of the Russian submarine? That yes. Oh. What's the name of their submarine? Um. Oh shit, the Louisiana or something. I don't remember. But Alec Baldwin is like, he's trying to defect. He's not going to attack America. He's trying to defect. And then the Americans are like, we're not sure about that. And then Baldwin goes to try to meet Sean Connery in the ocean to save, basically, him. Wait a minute. They put on, like, uh, swim gear and scuba gear, and they meet in the middle of the subs? Alec goes on the Russian sub. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh. It would have been cooler if they both put on scuba gear and met. (laughs) Halfway between the subs. That would have been good. It was crazy because when Alec got on the Russian sub, he's about to meet Sean Connery and he goes, oh, uh, just hang on one second. I've got to leave a voice message. And then he called his daughter and was like, you disgusting pig. Uh," And then hung up and then talked to Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you got me with that one. Why didn't they call the Hunt for Red October the Adventures of the Louisiana instead? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure it was called the Louisiana, but it was something like that. So the hunt, for, the Red October, is the Russian sub. Yeah, and the so the Louisiana is the main character. <clears throat> no, no, the the, the the Red October is the main character. Also, who am I rooting for? Ah, uh, Sean and Alec together. 
So I want the Louisiana and the Red October to become friends and, and just forget this whole thing? Yeah, because Sean and Sam Neill want to move to America. It's very propagandist in a funny 80s way. Because okay. Sam ne- like so Sean Connery and Sam Neill have this plan to defect to America, and Sam Neill comes in Sean's bunk, and he's like, what do you want to do in America? And Sean's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And Sam's like, I want to move to Montana, and I will have a round wife who will hunt me rabbits. He did say that. Okay. So it's they're kind of like, oh, America seems so great. Weird. Oh, yeah. I, um, wouldn't it be great? Like your only dream is to have a round wife that will hunt you rabbits, and then you'd be happy. Uh, Just be great. Beyond that, then there's nothing else. Things have changed. That'd be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. How many scenes did they show of them? Uh, relieving themselves on the submarines. Great question. There were extras, uh, right? Wow, wow, There's wow. a whole bonus thing. Yeah, it was in the credits. They would they showed all the characters using the toilet, but they didn't in the actual movie. But in the credits, uh, they would show by the words, yeah, like Sean Connery sitting on the toilet. Alec Baldwin was standing up and peeing with an arm against the wall. Um, okay, great Scott good. Glenn. Going to the toilet. <clears throat> I wasn't sold, That's and now when, mm. I know to just fast forward through 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 most of it. Um, and get to the credits. during the credits. They show mm. Sean Connery. He's smoking on the toilet and taking a, a number two. And at the end, he <laughs> like, like, hey, he flicks his balls and he goes, "Oh, it's burning uh, my testicles." But then he gets up and leaves. And then after ten minutes. Then he turns to the camera as he leaves the bathroom in the sub uh, submarine, and he says the line, do not go in there. And that is where uh, Jim Carrey got it oh. for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I'd oh, yeah, heard he, that. He, he said it like, do not go in there. <laughs> right. I'd heard that, but I'm glad that that's verified now. Yeah. Huh. And then, huh. That's interesting. You know what? You couldn't make a movie like that today with uh, social distancing. <clears throat> no, no. A submarine movie? <laughs> or Ace Ventura? Either one. Yeah. You know, you can, call the, you can cut this out if this is off-putting in some way. Yeah. But I read um, uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Or I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy who wrote Fight Club. Chuck Palahniuk. He uh, wrote a series of essays. I think it's Smith. <laughs> okay. Chuck Smith. And he wrote one about being on a, going, doing a, investigating a submarine, like talking to people on the submarine. And he had these sort of interesting facts, like it's kind of interesting. But he had a postscript at the end of his little essay about how <clears throat> there was like someone, uh, he made some sort of joke about like, you know, we can't, or some, uh, excuse me, some submarine person said, oh, we don't want women to, to, to work in the submarine because then people would probably be having sex, you know, and Chuck Palahniuk was like, no, there's no way people could have sex in this tight, weird, you know, unpleasant place. And then the submarine guy said to him, oh, trust me, it happens a lot. And then a guy, another submarine guy shot that guy a look like, don't say anything. And uh, he was immediately kind of like felt bad about saying that. And Chuck was also instructed by the Navy to not address anything like, sex going on on submarines so he basically in this essay he kind of was like something's up with a lot of sex happening on these submarines huh 
don't know if my story was clear at all, but <clears throat> I read it and I thought, whoa, there's something going on there. I got the gist there. of it. Yeah, so yeah, I was trying to of, explain it delicately. So a lot of guys are S and some Ds when they go down. So when exactly. they go down, they go down. <laughs> no, yeah, when the sub okay. is shaken. Yeah. If this sub's a shaken, Don't come and... well, the men on board of it <laughs> are having sex with each other. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's like a pressure thing. Like, it's more enjoyable. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting idea. But I guess it wouldn't be, right? Because the, the sub is pressurized, so it wouldn't affect. No, I'm... But it would be weird I bet it affects your your boner. Yeah, yeah, you think yeah, so? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Like you think it's harder to get a boner or easier? Hmm. Easier to get a boner and then more enjoyable once your uh, semen uh, exits. I guess it would pop right yeah. out. I just wonder if it would be like, you know, like we were talking about uh, uh, hanging yourself while you masturbate. I wonder if like going in a sub is like the, the ejaculation is just more enjoyable. What about on the moon? What about on the space station? I don't know. Just I've read sci-fi novels where they describe sex in zero gravity. And it in the novel, it was sounded really wild. Could it, you imagine on your first thrust in space <laughs> for sex, you, you pull her into you and you... She sort of gets off, and then she keeps going, and that's the last time you see her. Like you just see her, <laughs> yeah. like you're like, "Oh shit!" We, and then she's you just watch her float away. That's a forever. bedroom no no, Mark. That's <laughs> <laughs> rookie mistake in space. Hmm. Yeah. Like imagine George Wentz groin. Okay, just give me a second. Okay. Now imagine Michael Jackson's hand. Okay, give me a second. Okay. And those two things meeting. I, I just felt we didn't describe it enough earlier. It's nice. <laughs> like he... George Wynn is not a... a fit oh. man. No, he could... You know, he could use, lose a couple pounds, let's be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> so he would have... Like... For every 10 pounds you're overweight, you lose, like, a bit of your penis. Right. Hmm. Oh, because your belly engulfs like, it? No, like the fat around yeah. your penis. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so if George right. went lost 100 pounds, he'd have the world's largest uh, penis. <laughs> no, I don't think it would Oh, that's, you're, you're not saying <laughs> that? I don't think it makes your penis oh. grow. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so if you push off and she's floating into space forever I want you both to let me know what would be the last thing you said to that woman um I'm sorry honey this doesn't usually happen to okay. me cause you'd probably go flying backwards too I don't know you were up against the spaceship uh, like you guys were out fixing the Canada arm and things got crazy. And, and you undid your uh, your space. There's a zipper just for the, the penis and the vagina. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. when you're at work with people, you just, 
sometimes you have dreams about them at night and then <laughs> oh god who knows the next day you're working on a space arm yeah. you're out in space and you're like oh my god i'm sorry i just i can't i just need you and then you unzip your space penis and then she unzips her space vagina and then you have sex but then you're up against this space shuttle you're painting a very very vivid picture <laughs> This is like an episode of The Outer Limits. Yeah, and then she pushes off, and you're like, oh, shit. Uh, I can see that. Well, you have to explain it to the captain of the I ship. think I would yell, I'll finish the space arm work. <laughs> I can imagine Dan Aykroyd playing the astronaut um, in that scene. Okay. Yes! Who, Me okay, too. Who's, who's the woman? <sighs> Beverly D'Angelo. Right. right. Okay. Today's know, thinking 80s. Today's Beverly, today's Beverly D'Angelo, D'Angelo and 1980s Dan Aykroyd. Okay. <laughs> it's like Sandra Bullock in that space movie. Yeah. Gravity. Remember that space movie where she's just pushing off stuff? Oh, I yes. gotta yeah. go over here now. Push off. Gotta mm-hmm. go over here now. Push off. Yep. So then you have... Uh, <laughs> you have Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. and then you have... Uh, who did we cast? Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. D'Angelo. So she, it's her adventure getting back to 1980s Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's called... Ready. We should have pitched called, this to that CBC uh, digital uh, fund thing. Oh, Absolutely. my God. I wanted to give a bit of advice for anyone pitching to that CBC fund. You should probably pitch <laughs> an idea for your dad first, get that famous, and then pitch an idea for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well mark i think Not you're being unfair because this is a it was a national uh initiative that yep. wants to make sitcoms dramas children's programming yep. documentaries podcasts and they they have two million dollars to accomplish this with yeah and now uh, you left out theater theater they sorry. also were gonna make plays plays um but they have two million dollars a- to make all that <laughs> Yeah, and there was a hundred thousand entries. Yeah. <laughs> so I, hear, I don't know the math. Dan Aykroyd Jr. applied. Dan Aykroyd Jr. And he's gonna make a push off. That's the movie mm-hmm. that we were talking about. <laughs> push off. Because most movies are named after the one moment in a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. speed. Speed is about the speed. Of the bus. So the moment the where she pushes off. Yeah. <laughs> the hunt for Red October is about the hunt that happens in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why is it called Red October? Well, that was just the name of the submarine. I mean, maybe red like Soviet R- yeah. Russia. But why the month October, of October? I could not tell you. They don't bring baseball up. fans. There's no they, point where Sean Connery's like, well, we're going to get on the Red October. Do you guys like my Sean Connery? It's very good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, we're going to get on the submarine. What'd they name it this time? <laughs> <laughs> they call it Red October. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't have that scene, weirdly. Well, of Would course. Have been nice. Look at it. It looks like a Dracula. You know, <laughs> I read that um, the guy who directed Hunt for Red October, in like a three or four year period, he directed Hunt for Red October, 
Die mm-hmm. Hard, and Predator. Pretty oh. good run. That's pretty a pretty good, good run. run. Did, That's a pretty good run. Did Sean Connery... I might be mixing up things. Did Sean Connery... Was he the one in the Predator costume? Yes. He was, okay. Yeah. Because I thought I was mixed he did up. It f- he did it for the first one, and he did it for Denny Glover's, and then he was out. Because he had a two-picture deal. Right. And he was like, that's enough. I've made it famous. Someone else can take over. To me, he's the... He's the he is the predator. Like other people have played him, yeah. but to me, Sean. I Connery's love these dreads. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, Mike. Like, thank you. No offense to the other the other guys and the one girl and the little person, but <laughs> the, oh, yeah, little predator. Yeah, little predator was <laughs> was there a was cartoon that one spinoff. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a WWF video the other day of doink the clown i don't know if you guys remember this but there was a famous moment Mm -hmm. where doink the clown was in the ring and then suddenly santa claus came with a sack and everyone was like what is this what's in the sack and then santa opened it and it was a junior version of doink the clown called dink that was a a french canadian little person who looked like a, a smaller version of doink and they were a team for a bit doink and dink mm-hmm huh he was French Canadian. That's that's fun. Who who were your favorite wrestling characters, uh, Mark? Because I mean, they were really fun. Um, my favorite when I was a kid, <clears throat> um, probably would have been. Uh, I remember liking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat a lot. Yeah, and was a lot of so angry when he lost to Macho Man. But then, as I grew older, I liked Macho Man a lot. Um, mm. and then uh. Uh, Gary the Parmesan. <laughs> he would come out with his grater and he would grate his arms oh, over his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he would grate his arms. You'd always expect him to grate the other guy, but he just ended up grating <clears throat> himself weirdly. I guess he had cheese arms or something. He had cheese arms. Yeah, he had he had arms that he claimed were uh, cheese. Yeah, and so he would sp- he would grate them and sp- it would spray it in in the in the. Uh, yeah, or I think he'd bring time. out a Caesar salad and then grate his I arm over the that. salad and being like, that was at the Parmesan. That was at the Royal Rumble, and um, I remember <laughs> that a lot. That was the first time he ever brought out the Caesar salad. <laughs> Mark, where do you stand on wrestlers who start doing stand-up comedy? Because you're not going to start doing wrestling in like 10 years. No. So where do you... No. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a joke. <laughs> Lacking them. <laughs> <laughs> Who is there? There's Mick Foley that does it. Does he? Wow. Yeah. Is there any others, Mike, that you can think of? <laughs> Maybe that's the only one. Are... Maybe I'm. I don't know. <laughs> who Who would be <laughs> a good stand-up? Who's a wrestler? Like if I was going to put on a stand-up festival mm. of the people that you were like oh who should not be doing it mick foley would be on there and then um Screech. hulk hogan wouldn't be great oh okay so you're going beyond wrestling Screech. Like I'm going, yeah, oh i like see who's actually people doing that it. are actually doing it mm-hmm. screech yeah a um, lot of people say skippy from family ties but he was doing it before mm. uh family ties is skippy a stand-up i didn't know i wasn't yeah 
he was a stand-up before. Oh, hippie. Yeah. Can I go back to Screech for a second? Have you guys seen his sex tape? Because I have. You watched it. Oh, yes. Now, who's he and having let me tell sex you. with? Okay, let me lay this out for you. All right. So, this Spare is no detail. This is presented not like a bit or ironically. Like, it really seems to be presented genuinely. Okay. Screech has got a video camera and there's two babes. No, no. I can't remember if it's two babes or one babe. But either way... It's it's a woman's wedding night who's not his wife. Oh, okay. And he's like, and he, he really speaks sort of like uh, bro-y or hip-hop-y a bit. You know, like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, but sweet Screech saying that. And anyway, um, he has sex with this bride on her wedding night. And then, <laughs> so this is the thing. So, so he has his boner out and she's like, tries to put a, con- I'm not joking. And she tries to put a condom on his boner, and then he goes, nah, that ain't gonna fit. Like, that's how he talks. I'm not making, like, that's literally the way he speaks. (laughs) And she tries to get the condom on his boner, it doesn't even fit, because his penis is so big. And then he'll, he'll, but here's the thing. It's obviously not Screech, blatantly not Screech, because he's holding the video camera and, like, showing this big penis, and then he'll even sort of spin it to show his face, like, whoa, I can't believe this, and then spin it back. But it's clearly not him. It's clearly not his penis. He's clearly not doing this. It's clearly planned. <clears throat> but I think he planned. He it seems like he just created it to try to make a to, sex to, video. to bring publicity to himself. Yes, and I don't know if it was slightly tongue in cheek or what, but it didn't read that way. It just read like he tried to pass off a weird sex tape. And the most unrealistic scenario is his own. What a sad no, little man! No woman on her wedding night's gonna do it with Screech. Imagine if you were the groom and you found out like a year later, like, oh, by the way, the night before we got married, I, uh, your wife tells you I, I slept with Screech. <laughs> that might affect your marriage. That might affect the way you, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you question her, her judgment. I mean, you know. But he's allowed to night sleep of all with, nights. he's allowed to sleep with someone from Saved by the Bell, um, in return. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that's fair. Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. Is he dead? I think he's alive. Okay. We could arrange <clears> it. <throat> Speaking of Saved by the Bell, have you seen the new trailer for it? <laughs> no. no. Oh, it's... They've gone Riverdale. Oh, it's... Like, they've gone... Dark. Oh, is, are you being... Is this true? Yes. Mar- wow. Mario Lopez is in it. Um... Uh, the other girl, Kelly. <laughs> What's that? Kelly and no, not Kowski? Kelly Kapowski. Mark uh, Voorhees. Nope. Elizabeth. And the other one. Uh, Elizabeth. Showgirl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Zach's son goes to the school. No way. And I think Kelly's kid goes to the school. Oh. Uh. But it's uh, it's not shot in front of a live audience. It's shot like you should check it out. And do they deal with wow. serious issues that teens are facing uh, these days? Uh, no, it seems more goofy. Okay, it seems more. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I wasted a couple minutes of your so, podcast there. Can I ask you? We've had a nice conversation so far, but there's something that I've really uh, wanted to ask you about since we got you on yeah. the on the blower. What do you think about Tom Hanks's blood? Because they're using Tom Hanks's blood to create a vaccine to cure the coronavirus. Do you think that's nice? 
or <clears throat> well, like like I, I don't think you've done your research. Pardon? Because Tom Hanks' blood has been used since Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Uh... Yep, yep. I didn't. Know um, AIDS was huge, and they're like, let's. Who do we look to? They were like, let's get some of Tom Hanks' blood. Okay. SARS, uh, Norwalk. H1N1, I'm guessing. H1N1. All Tom Hanks' blood. So you're saying that basically any hour of the day or night, like a helicopter lands on Tom Hanks' mansion, they're like, oh boy. He's mm-hmm. like, oh boy, they're coming back for my blood. Uh, and they're just bleeding yeah. him dry. Literally. <clears throat> yeah. So much that he, right beside the helicopter port, he... He built a a donor clinic. My God! Wow. Yeah, like a lot of people don't know that, and I, I I'm not sure I should share it, but yeah. Tom Hanks' blood, and the weird thing is that Rita Wilson's blood does the exact opposite. It can oh, only no. harm. It can only harm you. They tried. <clears throat> oh. They tried so hard. Opposites attract. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of it. Yeah. Can you believe? Can you believe um, Tom and Rita have have sons as different as Colin and Chet? Yeah, those boys are very different. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. Well, like of all the things that are going to blow my mind, that's not going to probably be on the list. But yeah, I could. Okay. You know, one's probably like seen. I'm going to be so different, and the other one. <clears throat> He's like, I'm going to be just like Dad. I don't I want to if... be this guy again, but I've worked with Colin Hanks. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Oh, right on Fargo. No, wait. He wasn't on your season of Fargo, or was? No, he? I did a movie with him, but he's a very lovely human being. Wow. Yeah, he was nice. Very nice man. Very That's good nice. to know. Top-notch so human being. The rapper is Chet Hanks. Is that the one? He yeah. goes by Chet Hayes. Chet Hayes. Right. Yeah, because the thing you want to do is lose the Hank's name. <laughs> that yeah. brings you no worse. Well, every famous <laughs> rapper has changed the, uh, their name from Hank's to something else. Like Biggie Smalls, his his first na- his original name was Biggie Hank's. And then uh, Tupac Hank's, Kanye Hanks changed it to Shakur. And even Drake, when he started, his name was just Hank's. And so to... Find- well, Mike, you, you remember the East-West... Battle more than anyone. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, do you know that every time a rapper is shot, the first blood they bring in? Yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks' blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time a rapper. They bring it in. They bring in Tom, <clears throat> Tom Hanks' blood. It hasn't worked. No, it hasn't brought back anyone, but they still keep doing it. Maestro Fresh Wes actually was on Death's Door. Maestro Fresh Hanks is how he first came on the scene. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> James, who's a rapper you can think of who we could put the name Hanks on? Oh, boy. So many to choose from. How about Everlast? Hanks. Huh? House of Hanks. House of Pain. 
Well, this has been a fun <clears throat> are there any episode. Yeah. It's been fun talking to you. Oh, no. Is that it? I was going to ask, Mark, are there any other, like... So, like celebs you met in your work who are really nice. I mean, I was going to say really mean, but I'm sure you don't want to air that out. But who else was really nice? <laughs> who, who else was really nice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill Burr was really nice. Okay. You know yeah. who I saw once tweet you and I was a bit jealous was uh, Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon is a lovely human being. She I was worked- so good in The Leftovers. <clears throat> yeah, I worked with her on Fargo, and she's the nicest human being in the world. Mike, do you even know yeah. who she is? Probably not. You only watch documentaries about revolution of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't know who that is, but I'll. She's a brilliantly I'll talented her. actress. She's great. And her husband is also a wonderfully talented human being. Man, <clears throat> now, Mark, Tracy Letts. You've been in a lot of TV shows and movies. Did you ever do? I can't remember. Uh, were you ever involved in the Red Green show? Did you ever play a character, or were you in the movie called Duct Tape Forever? Uh, I, I, I left the show by the time they made the movie, but I was <laughs> oh, in under the stormy Red... circumstances. Um, I mean, I can get into it. I thought I, I was in the first three seasons of Red Green. Yeah. Uh, I was Bumbles, and um. Now tell us a bit about Bumbles. Bumbles for, was for people the, who don't uh, know the character. Worked at the local uh, boat. Uh, <clears throat> what are they called? Boat uh, marina. Boat? Uh, marina. Yeah, he worked at the marina, and he would he would come when uh, Red's uh, boat wasn't wasn't working, and he would fix uh, fix the boat. F- fix the boat, and uh, but he would always he would always mess it up. Yeah, he'd always uh, one time. Really funny episode. He put the the motor engine on the front of the boat, and yeah. Red didn't notice. Started the boat and went right up onto the lawn because it was the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that Bumbles that... was mentally ill, right? I mean, that's the, the elephant in the room. Yeah, like it was never brought up. Like Red, Red, Red never said. You know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Something you only could have done in the 90s, really. Yeah, we got away with a lot with Bumbles. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was so <laughs> many funny episodes. Um, There's the one where he was, Red caught him drinking gasoline in the uh, in the boat shed. And uh, now- Red's like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you drinking gasoline, Bubbles? <laughs> and then uh, Hank would come in. Is it what, was his name? Hank, his friend. Yeah. No, Harold. Harold. Yeah, Harold would come in and go. Hey, D- Bubbles. <laughs> and and uh, then they took him down to the the uh, poison control, and they 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 pumped right. his stomach, and he was fine. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of episodes that ended with him at the poison control and getting his stomach pumped. And, <laughs> it's because he was mentally ill. Yeah. Bumbles, don't do that again. And then they yeah. cheers at the end. They would cheers coffee mugs. Yeah. And Bumbles would be filled with gasoline, and then we'd all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah. He loved yeah. It. Oh, Bumbles. That was good. <sighs> well, yeah. This has been a do fun chat. Mike, do you know why he was called Red Green? No. Now you've caught me out here. I don't know why. I, listen to me. I love the show. I don't know why he was called yeah. Red Green. 
Well, one suspender was red, <laughs> and the other one was green. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not even joking. That's amazing. Imagine that being enough to get you 19 seasons of a TV show. Well, I think he was he was riding the coattails of Smith and Smith, of course. Absolutely. Right. That I remember beautiful, Smith and Smith. Beautiful, wonderful show with his wife. Yeah. Tracy. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of Smith and Smith, for real, it would start, I think every episode would start with the two of them singing, Don't Let It Get You Down. They yeah. sing the song called Don't Let It Get You Down. And then they do a few sketches. And then the whole Red show Green would. Red Green and his wife. <laughs> What's that? And then the whole show would. <laughs> <laughs> false advertising i remember though also watching smith and smith as a kid and and thinking like what is happening that there are only these two people in this universe it's like it's like he and his wife were the last two people alive after like a nuclear apocalypse and they started making skits (laughs) yeah it was a classic it was a classic um van halen was on one episode i think oh yeah yeah they did uh, Running with the Devil. <laughs> they debuted Running. Yeah, yeah. They debuted it. Yeah, it was like uh, the Beatles on Sullivan. Yes. For Canada. <laughs> oh, well, this has been uh, such a fun catch-up with Mike you, Mike keeps Mark. trying to wrap it up. Mike keeps trying to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike sorry. keeps trying to wrap it up and takes it into weird directions. But Yeah, okay. Well, we're having fun. Mark, is there anything... Uh, <clears throat> You want to plug or anything? You're on season three of Fargo, which actually I haven't got to yet, but seasons one and two are amazing. You're on Letterkenny. It's only been out for two years. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm on Letterkenny Fargo. I don't like the... Um, seasons one I, through three of Red Green. Yeah, season one also? through three of Red Green. Yeah. Well, you gotta, uh, check it, it. I'm interrupting <coughs> you, promoting yourself, but you've got that comedy special for free. Yeah, I'm, I have my free comedy special on uh, YouTube that you can check out. Mark Ford presents Mark Ford, and the first three seasons of Red Green. And I'm also um, been doing this thing where I've been signing uh, photographs of Bumbles and sending them to children's hospitals and old folks' homes because they're you know they're the hardest hit yeah. by this uh, situation we're in. So Bumbles is that reaching is out a helping nice. hand and saying, it's okay, we're going to be all right. Yeah, and all the costs, I take on all the costs, mm-hmm. because that's what you do when you're being a good person, you take on all the costs, yeah. and I, they're eight by tens. Are you doing anything, in the, any old gags in the pictures, like drinking all gasoline? All of them. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing, all, <laughs> doing all the old gags, that's amazing. All the gags. He's like um, uh, Vishnu. Is it yeah. Vishnu that has all the arms? It certainly is, yeah. Yeah, so it's like Bumbles is Vishnu, and yeah. he has gasoline, <laughs> gasoline in one end, a porcupine, a porcupine well, in one. And... <laughs> the old people must love this, and the children. <clears throat> oh, my God. The response has been amazing. I've sent wow. at least eight or nine, so it, if, it, if it keeps up at this pace, I'm going to have to print out more. Well... Are you Good. are you just printing it on your home computer or what? Yeah, yeah, you're... just on regular. What kind of computer do you have? Uh. <laughs> well, Mark, it's been such a lovely <laughs> 
chat with you to hear to hear your voice again on the show. Oh, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sorry you keep trying to wrap it up, and I keep... Yeah, the third time I Mike just, tried to wrap it up for some reason. <laughs> I know, I just keep... I enjoy you guys, so I don't, you know... But uh, well, we'll please, wrap it up. Would you please come on again soon? I mean, now that we anytime. can zoom. Oh, anytime. my God. Anytime. So fun. Anytime. Well, Maybe next time you'll have you'll finally have dealt with again. the clock over your shoulder. <laughs> Hopefully. That is going to go down in this podcast lore. Mark's clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the... Like the soup Nazi or what have you of, of this pod is Mark Scott. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No time for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No correct time for you. The soup Nazi. Uh. <laughs> well, Mark, it's been lovely catching up with you. Please stay safe and well, stay warm. Number four. Stay warm? Okay. Yeah. How do I not staying warm? Oh, you look... Are you wearing a sweater? Are you wearing a... You got a I'm always wearing beard. A uh, James, I'll hear you e- eating through the door as I'm trapped in the bathroom. But uh, I guess we'll talk mm-hmm. next week. All are right. you still? Are you guys still using the hose system? Yes. 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 And, uh, uh, no more. It's, right? Yeah, it's what we the best we have. You know, I, I dingle a bell and go to the bathroom in a hose, and Mike puts right. it in the toilet. Yeah, I put the so end. Do you of, put the yeah. hose right up your? Anus, or is there a funnel on your end? It's a funnel system that I've had to dig through Mike's kitchen to find a funnel that fit, frankly. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get too disgusting. But if I shit Mm. into a funnel that's attached to a hose, wouldn't the (laughs) the shit just sit there? Uh, Well, luckily I have the help of a little thing called gravity, and uh, you hold the the hose up, and it kind of also. Is the greatest the great equalizer? James uh, doesn't necessarily have solid uh, oh, number okay. twos. Okay, yeah. so he's not he's not eating a proper diet, and it's it's diarrhea. It's yeah. There's no yeah. there's no polite okay. way to say it. It's diarrhea. <laughs> well, this would be the funniest sentence I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Are there any shows that you'd like to watch in the next few weeks during <laughs> quarantine, Mark? Um, Ozark, maybe? I've thought oh, about I watching. Oh, I like Ozark. Yeah, I've like thought Ozark. about watching that. Okay. Um, I'm, I've, I've been on a bit of like a YouTube thing, like where I just go down a, like a rabbit hole of certain things and, mm. you know, Carol Truth Burnett about bloopers. about 9-11 and that sort of stuff. Yeah, nine eleven and Carol Burnett and does metal melt at a certain uh, mm-hmm. all that stuff? But um, yeah, there's a there's a rumor out there that the Carol Burnett blooper, you know, the elephant one, yeah, no, <clears throat> led to nine eleven. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because he talks about the two elephants, right? Yeah, Tim Conway cool. talks about the two elephants that are attached at the trunk. Trunk, yeah. And the two elephants apparently are the are the twin oh. towers. Yeah, I mean, you, you can find a Carol Burnett sketch that basically predicts every awful thing that's happened in the past, you know, twenty years. Yep. Yeah. The Dennis sketch is Vietnam. Yeah. So anyway, huh. we're gonna wrap it up again. Yeah, I guess we should <laughs> consider getting. Uh, 
wrapping up the episode, but it's been so nice talking to you, Mark, and hope you stay safe. You too, and, boys. Uh, secure out there. <coughs> and James. Be well. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for having me. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new podcast, Happy Good, with Chris Locke. Subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good. It's about forgetting all the craziness, the nonsense, the stress, and we relax together and laugh. It's a silly stream of consciousness guided meditation to make you feel good, and it's on Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on Sonar Network, but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun. Thank you.